Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you happy to be in camp meeting tonight? Oh, praise God. Hey, we, might, we made all, we went through all of the trouble to get here. We might as well just have a good time while we're here. We might as well enjoy this Holy Ghost experience. How many's got the Holy Ghost tonight? How many's glad to be in the church tonight? How many's happy to know this wonderful truth? Praise God. Amen, amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It is a joy to be in this place. And I feel I am among friends tonight. And uh, it's always a wonderful thing to be with God's wonderful people. Man wrote a song about it one time. God's wonderful people. I'm telling you, I still feel like God's people are wonderful. We don't just serve a wonderful God, but I'm glad to be with God's wonderful people. That He would include me, that He would allow me to be in the church tonight. It's truly a wonderful thing. Praise God. Amen. Won't Sister Weeks to sing and little Sister Weeks to sing. Um, I'm glad to have my wife and Abigail with me tonight. And uh, we want them to sing. Amen. Abby, you want to sing? Serve the Lord 
sing the song again she's just been in Nashville recording and uh, this is her story you know, sometimes you pray all you can pray you fast all you can fast you do all you can do and the storm still does not come to a stop sometimes you just gotta hold on till the storm is over amen sometimes you just gotta hold on Praise God. There's some of us still in church, still living for God, still worshiping, still praying because we just held on. I don't have any easy answers. I don't have any magic formulas. All I can tell you, just hold on. One day the storm will be over. Ask me how it is I'm still standing wonder how I made it through the storm I can't boast of any special powers there's no secret I just held on and I held on till the storm was over I don't claim to be a hero I don't have all the answers I held on Till the storm was over Not because I'm great Not because I'm good Not because I'm strong I held on things are finally happening I've got blessings I can call my own many times I wonder if I make 
naked while I was wandering I was still holding on and I held on till the storm was over I don't claim to be a hero I don't have all the answers I held on till the storm was over not because I'm great not because I'm good not because I'm strong I held on I held on I held on to faith I held on to God I wouldn't think of letting you know I stood on the rock I held on to prayer I held on to what he said I held on to all that I had left I held on till the storm was over I don't claim to be a hero I held on till the storm was over Not because I'm great, not because I'm good Not because I'm strong I held on I held on Not because Praise the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight. It's so good to be here. Thank you, uh, Life Tabernacle and the Spell family, for allowing us to be a part of this service and this week of camp meeting uh, festivities, it certainly is an honor to be here. I, uh, I've been coming around uh, Baton Rouge Life Tabernacle for uh, several years, and uh, I've always enjoyed the worship, always enjoyed the liberty and the freedom in the Holy Ghost that you can feel around here. Praise God. Amen. So good to be among friends tonight. Um, first of all, I'd like to give honor to Elder Spell and appreciate him so much, Elder and Sister Spell. Uh, 
started preaching for them, I guess, somewhere around 20 years ago or so. And uh, Brother Spell has been so very kind. And uh, I remember right after I had just started pastoring, Brother Spell called me, and um, he didn't ask how I was doing or how everything was going or anything. He said, uh, Brother Ben, I heard you've been in revival. How much you paying your evangelist? And I said, oh, Brother Spell, don't worry. I'm treating him real good. I'm, I'm giving him $25 a night. And he said, son, you can't do that. You can't do that. I said, oh, don't worry. We're preaching him seven nights a week. He's making good money for us. He said, son, you're not going to have any evangelist want to come preach for you at all. And that was about the end of that conversation. But I love Brother Spell. And uh, so good to be here with him. And what a great work for God he has done. Thank God for our wonderful elders. Amen. Thank God. And uh, Brother Timothy Spell, also a uh, good friend. And I, I don't know, I guess last time he came, I didn't pay him very well or something. He hadn't, he hadn't come back in a little while. And, and my, my church is wanting to know why. And uh, so anyway, you know, sometimes when I think I've, I'm really preaching about half good and I'm waiting for a compliment, they come by, and instead of saying, good preaching, Reverend, they say, when's Brother Spell coming back? But uh, we love him and appreciate him. And, and Pastor Spell, amen, doing a tremendous job. And uh, he is such a, a mighty preacher. My, my, you have got such a powerful and tremendous preacher that fills this pulpit every service you are so blessed you are truly blessed you ought to thank God for him every day every day thank God for him praise God amen 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 praise the Lord and we give honor to all of the ministry here uh, tonight brother brother Coon so good to see you and uh, such a tremendous preacher he did uh, give me some insight tonight. I found out what I ought to be doing rather than preaching this service. I ought to be out playing on a McDonald's playground. That, that's what I ought to be doing. But uh, <laughs> we love Brother Coon. Good to have uh, my good friend Brother Townley. Brother Townley and I uh, traveled and preached until he got tired of me traveling with him. And uh, he got married and left me out there all by myself. And I tell you what, love Brother Townley. Brother Smith, good to see you tonight. Well, turn with me tonight to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 14. 1 Samuel chapter number 14 tonight. I don't have any sad stories to tell. Um, I don't have anything to complain or gripe about tonight. I don't have anything to murmur about. God has been good to me. Yes, and I'm going to tell you, if you just live for Him, He'll be so good to you. Yes, Praise God. I'm telling you, there's victory in the house. There's triumph in the house. There's an overcoming spirit in the house tonight. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Godair told a story last night, and I guess I'll tell a little story. I, 
I, I read about a, a woman that she was on uh, her way somewhere and was in such a hurry and uh, she got behind a little old fella that was just poking along you know and she was trying to get around him and she was in such a hurry and uh, he came up to a traffic light and it turned yellow and he put on his brakes and came to a stop and uh, this woman um, was was so incensed she was so angered she went ballistic she started beating on the steering wheel she started honking the horn man she went to screaming and making gestures at him and and she just went ballistic and um, after just a little bit of that she heard a tap 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 on the window and she looked out and she saw uh, a police officer and he very kindly invited her to step out of the uh, car and uh, didn't take very long until he had put her in the police car and taken her downtown and booked her and found her a cell that she could call her own and after a couple hours down there the police officer brings her purse and her personal effects back to her and he says ma'am we want to apologize for this mistake and she said mistake what mistake and he said well ma'am he said when I when I saw the what would Jesus do bumper sticker and I saw the Christian fish emblem on your trunk and I saw the license plate holder that said choose life and I saw the little window sign that said follow me to Sunday school I automatically assumed the car was stolen. Well, I'm going to tell you, out there on the sign it says Life Tabernacle. And it's not just on the sign out there. There's life in the building tonight. There's hope in the building tonight. There's a future in the building. Oh, praise God. There is life and life more abundantly in this place. Praise God. I want to read one scripture and one scripture only tonight. 1 Samuel chapter number 14 and verse number 3. And it says, And Ahiah, the son of Ahitab, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. The Lord's priest in Shiloh wearing an ephod. Now, I hope you'll help me. My voice is a little weak tonight. But uh, I trust that you've got a little bit left that you can help a preacher preach. We had a wonderful time. We were blessed by Brother Godair. But uh, I don't have anything to be down about or down in the mouth or negative about tonight. Uh, but I want to preach from this subject. I want to preach Ichabod had a brother. Ichabod had a brother. Turn around and shake hands with somebody and tell them Ichabod had a brother. Amen. Tell somebody else, I'm going to help the preacher preach tonight. Praise God. Come on, let's clap our hands and give the Lord praise again. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Come on, let's clap our hands. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, God. We bless your name. You're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. The name of the Lord. The history of Israel is replete with stories of victory. Stories of overcoming overwhelming odds. Mighty miracles that God did for them. Supernatural happenings. You don't have to read your Bible very long or very far into it to see what God can do. Uh, you just read just a little bit and you, you read of Red Seas parting and city walls like Jericho crumbling and giants like Goliath falling and things like the sun standing still. Thousands of Philistines slain with the jawbone of a donkey. Their God was a powerful God. Their God was a mighty God. Their God was an unlimited God. He was an awesome God. He was a marvelous God. And I'm going to tell you, He's still an awesome God today. He is still a mighty God today. What He did back then, thank God we know He can still do today. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, if you've got a sad story, if you've got something you're down about, just keep it to yourself because we got some testimonies around Life Tabernacle that have just explained to you how good God really is. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a good God. That's why we need church every time the doors are open to remind ourselves He's a good God. That's why we need testimonies for the saints to remind us He's a good God. That's why we need preaching on the midweek Bible study and preaching on Sunday morning and preaching on Sunday night to remind us how good and how awesome and mighty that our God is. Praise God. Amen. But we understand that not all of the stories of the Bible are so upbeat and are so positive. Sad thing is, is even for God's people, there were some defeats. Even for God's people, there were some low times. Even for God's people, there were some rather embarrassing moments. I want to say tonight that every church has its low moments. Every ministry has its low moments. Every preacher is going to have his high times and his low times. Amen. That's where it calls for some old-fashioned loyalty. Amen. For some loyal saints to say, Pastor, we're with you. This is my church. This is my pastor. This is my leader. This is my man of God. We're going to hang with you. We're going to worship in the low times just like we did in revival times. Oh, praise God. And it was the day that 
Ichabod was born, it was such a low time for Israel. The Ark of the Covenant had been taken. Hophni and Phinehas, who were leaders in Israel, they had been slain in battle with the Philistines. Uh, the high priest named Eli, he has fallen over and has died in grief when he found out the welfare of the ark. In 1 Samuel chapter number 4, it tells us that the wife of Phinehas was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, that uh, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed. Now I want you to notice here, God never said, The glory is departed. I want you to notice that a prophet never said, The glory is departed. I want you to notice that it was not a man of God, or even a leader in Israel that ever made the statement, the glory is departed. She named the child Ichabod, saying the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, here it is again, and she said, the glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. The glory of God is departed. You know what separated Israel from the rest of the nations, from the rest of the idolatrous people around them? The thing that separated the Israelites from the Amorites, what separated the Israelites from the Philistines, what separated the Israelites from the Hittites was the glory. That was the difference between them and everybody else. The surrounding peoples had religion, but Israel had the glory. The surrounding people, they had deities, but Israel had the glory. The surrounding people, they had temples and they had idols, but the Israelites had the glory of God. I want to tell you what we've got to have in 2010. What we need is the glory. There's a whole lot of churches, but I'm going to tell you what Life Tabernacle wants is the glory. There's a whole lot of beliefs and a whole lot of religions, but we want is the glory. Amen. Dagon had an image and a temple, but no glory. Baal had devotees that would mutilate themselves in worship to him, but he had no glory. Molech had hands outstretched to receive the little children as they were sacrificed in the fire, 
to that false god, but there was no glory. The golden calf had people that would dance and celebrate and feast in their festivals, but there was no glory. Ashtaroth had depictions and, and images of lascivious behavior on the wall of her temple, but there was no glory. I'm going to tell you, I want more than church. I want more than songs. I want more than just preaching. I want more than pews. I want more than a platform. I want more than a crowd. I want the glory of God. Is anybody hungry for the glory? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for 51 years of the glory. Thank God for apostolic church. Thank God for Pentecostal church. Thank God for oneness preaching. Thank God for holiness preaching. Thank God for Acts 2.38 preaching because that's what brings the glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Here it is. The word glory is, I guess we would pronounce it kabod. What would mean, one of the meanings of the word kabod is weight or heaviness or honor and what we call glory. That, that it was, when you see it, used in scripture it is it is god's presence in a visible manifestation god's presence in a visible manifestation it's when you know god is here when you sense there's a presence of the almighty in the place oh thank god Thank God that there's more than a form and a fashion. Woo, hallelujah. The glory of God. Is anybody hungry for the glory? Does anybody desire to see the glory? Anybody come to reach out after the glory? That's what camp meeting's all about, is we want to see the glory of God. It's more than just a song and a shout. We want to see the glory. We want to feel His presence. We want to experience God for ourselves. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. You find several times that the glory of God uh, was revealed, that the glory of God was manifested. Several times throughout the book of Exodus, you find that the glory of the Lord appeared to them. One of the, one of the times was during a leadership crisis and all the people were murmuring and complaining. Said, we're going to get us a captain and we're going to get him to take us back to Egypt. You know, that's amazing to me. How could he be their leader when they were telling him what to do? We're going to get a leader and we're going to tell him where to take us and that's back to Egypt. And they were murmuring and they were complaining. God said, Moses, Aaron, don't you worry about it. If you just step back, I'm going to show my glory. And the Bible said that the glory of the Lord came down. I'm going to tell you when leadership is in a time of crisis, you know what we need? The glory of God. When the kingdom is in a tumult or in conflict, what we need to settle everything out is the glory of God oh praise the Lord then there was a time that God calls uh, 
Moses up to the mountain, Mount Sinai. He's going to give him the word. He's going to give him the law. He's going to give him uh, the plan for Israel. He's going to give him his mind and his, his strategy for Israel. And so he's going to call Moses up. And the Bible said that the glory of the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai. I'm telling you, when God wants to call us higher, he lets his glory be felt. Uh, when the glory of the Lord comes in, it's time to step up. It's time to take notice. Uh, it's time to pay attention. Uh, it's time to listen and see what the Spirit has to say, to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to the church because the glory of the Lord is there. It's here for a purpose. Amen. Another time the glory of God appeared and that was uh, at the completion of the tabernacle when Moses had fashioned the tabernacle Amen. To every bit, every specific that God ordained for the tabernacle to be. And when every bit of the furniture was moved in to the tabernacle. And when every part of the obedience was completed before God. The glory of God filled the tabernacle. So that the priest could not even stand to minister. Praise God. The glory of God. There was another time that the glory of God came by. And that was when Moses... He just said, God, show me thy glory. I've seen Red Seas part, but I want to see your glory. I've seen Pharaoh defeated, but I want to see your glory. I've seen a pillar by fire, a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day, but I want to see your glory. I've seen water come out of a rock, but I want to see your glory. I wonder if there's any saints that said, I've been in shouting services, but I want to see the glory. I've been in camp meetings before, but I want to see the glory glory. I've heard awesome preaching but I still want to see the glory. I've seen people get the Holy Ghost but I still want to see the glory. Amen. Want to see the glory. Amen. Oh Lord, you talk about a move of God. You talk about revival. When you get old saints and new saints when you get young saints, new converts, and folks that's been on the pew for a long time, uh, that they just get just as hungry. Uh, amen. Made up their mind. I want the glory of God. Amen. Amen. There was another time that the glory of God appeared, and that was when Joshua and Caleb came back from spying out the land with ten other naysayers. And they come back and Tim said, you know, we'll never be able to take Canaan. And there were two, Joshua and Caleb, that said, we will be able to take the land that God has promised to us. And the people were so upset. You can read it, Numbers chapter number 14. The people were so upset. Verse number 10 said that, that the people bade stone them with stones. And the very next line says, And the glory of God appeared in the sight of all the people. If you can just get two, Pastor Spell, they say, Come on, Pastor, let's take the promised land. Come on, Pastor, we can have revival. Oh, we can reach some new souls. We can run those buses. We can fill up this place in Sunday school. We can teach brand new people Bible studies. Oh, we can have revival. I'm telling you, the glory of God can step in. 
Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The glory of the Lord appeared. And then you find that Ezekiel, Ezekiel spoke of seeing the glory of God. He saw the glory of God descend on a temple that in his time did not even exist. In his time, it had been reduced to rubble. It had been totally destroyed. And Ezekiel saw a vision of the glory of God descending on a restored temple. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you today, Hallelujah, the glory of God wants to move and give revival to the church in 2010. Praise God. When the glory of God appeared, when the glory of God was manifested, it was important enough to be noted and to be recorded. And so, no doubt you can see how, how tragic that it must have been when people began to say things like the glory is departed. You see what an impact that it had. What import that it carried to hear things such as the glory of God is gone. Much less to name a child Ichabod. No glory. The glory is departed. The glory is gone. There is no manifestation. There is no visible sign of the presence of God. My, how sad it must have been every time that uh, someone saw Ichabod. It was a reminder that we believe the glory is gone. Uh, anytime somebody called the name of Ichabod, they were speaking it out loud. We believe the glory is gone. Anybody sat across from him and ate breakfast, uh, sat across from him at the table and, and uh, ate breakfast one morning, they started their day with the realization, the glory is gone. It seems that uh, Ichabod got all the publicity. It seems that Ichabod got all the attention. That Ichabod was the one that everybody noticed and no one could help remembering. It seemed that Ichabod was the assessment that everybody had of that generation. Ichabod was the label that got stuck on that particular day and time. Ichabod, the glory is gone. Ichabod, the glory is departed. Ichabod, the glory is a thing of the past. But what I came to preach to you tonight is that little noticed and little mentioned. There was another boy that was growing up in the same place, in the same house, in the same priestly tribe. There was another young man that was growing. And it seemed like nobody mentioned. Nobody saw him. Nobody talked about him. It takes ten chapters later before he is ever introduced. And we are told who he was and what his name is and where he came from. It takes several chapters. I'm going to tell you, people would rather dwell on the negative than on the positive. People would rather hear about the bad than talk about the good. 
People would rather talk about the bad than talk about the good. Y'all with me tonight? Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here it is, Ichabod. Oh, yeah, that's Ichabod's family. Oh, that's, that's Ichabod's temple. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's Ichabod's folks. This is Ichabod's home. That's Ichabod Street. That's, uh, that's Ichabod's lane. That's Ichabod's school. Ichabod's labeling everything. Ichabod's getting stuck on everything, everybody. Ichabod is labeling the entire nation when there was somebody else growing up at the same time. I want to tell you today, you can get stuck on has-beens. You can get stuck on what used to be. You can get stuck on mistakes. You can get stuck on your own mistakes. You can get stuck on somebody else's mistakes. You can get stuck in yesterday when God hadn't run out of blessings. When God hadn't run out of revival. When God hadn't run out of miracles. When God hasn't run out of power. Oh, praise God. It said, And Ahiah, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother. Where's he been all this time? Where's he been hiding? Here it is. We find that, that, that somebody... Besides, Ichabod has been growing, being fed, living, developing, maturing, becoming. And you know what uh, Ahitub, you know what his name means? It means something good. Brother of goodness. <laughs> Brother of goodness. All the while, when people look at Ichabod, just nearly break down crying all the time. Well, they, they, every time they mentioned his name, they thought about, man, how bad things are, and mistakes that have been made, and, and uh, mess-ups, and flubs, and, and uh, failures, and inconsistencies, and shortcomings. Right along the side of him, there was a brother growing. There was something good growing. And I'm going to tell you, you can sit on a pew... And you can think about all the mistakes you've made and all of the dumb things you've done and all the crazy stunts you've pulled and, and, and all of the things that's gone wrong and all the things that's happened to you. And I'm going to tell you, you can miss out on the good things that God is invested in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. While there were some that counted them out and, and marked them off and that and, and said, it's no use. There's nothing good happening. There was something good that was growing in the priest house. I, I came to tell you tonight, uh, you need to celebrate some good things. And there's some good things going on. Uh, there's some good things going on in your life. Uh, there's some good things going on in the church. Uh, there's some good things going on in the pew that you're sitting on. Uh, there's some good things going on in the altar. Uh, there's something good that God's a feeding. Uh, there's something good that God's a doing. Uh, and it's time we celebrate the good that God is doing. 
My Lord, if we got excited yesterday, we ought to be excited today about the church. If we got excited 20 years ago, we ought to be excited today about the church. If we believe God for revival in 1975, we ought to believe God for revival in 2010. Something good is moving. Something good is happening. Something good is on its way. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Don't wait for something outrageous to happen. Celebrate what's good. Don't wait for something spectacular to happen. You had just one get the Holy Ghost. Say, thank God something good's happening. Oh, you had ten visitors this Sunday. Thank God something good's happening. You got some doings in the altar. Thank God something good's happening. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo. It's time to get excited about the church. It's time to jump in with both feet. Woo. You know, if we're not careful, you be seated. If we're not careful, there'll be too many on the sideline that want to serve as commentators. Everybody wants to make the announcements. Everybody wants to be the commentators. And very few wants to get out there and take the hits on the playing field. Well, I've seen that one prayed through Sunday night, but probably won't last till the water gets hot. i seen Brother Tony. He's got, boy, he really got big dreams. He's so young and starting out. Man, bless his heart. And Lord bless him. And he, and he got them buses. And boys, Lord bless him. He's really got some high hopes. Boy, y'all was shouting. Well, ago. Hey, what's wrong with getting excited about it? Where there is no vision, the people perish. I'm going to tell you what's going to keep the church alive. Is somebody rolling up their sleeves and say, Come on, Pastor, I'm excited about it. Come on, let's have revival. We'll reach as many souls as we can. We'll witness to as many people as we can. We'll pray with them in the altar as long as we can. It's time to get excited about the church. If you want God to give you five souls, learn how to shout over one. If you want God to give you ten souls, learn how to shout over five. We need some folks that's willing to stay till 10 o'clock and pray. We need some folks that's willing to stay till 11 o'clock with those that's getting baptized and those that are still seeking for the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not just, hey, 
my Lord, you know if anybody... I'm excited about what God has done here. I'm excited about the tremendous church that this elder has built. But if you think that this elder just wants to see this church just kind of, just kind of, just kind of slip along, you know, and just kind of survive, I'm going to tell you what thrills this man of God uh, is to see brand new ones in the altar uh, and to see this church growing uh, and thriving. Uh, that's what excites this man of God. That's his heartbeat. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. You can be seated. You can be seated. Uh, man, Paul is on the island of Malta. And Paul's the kind, he don't just warm by somebody else's fire. He's the kind, he's going to add what he can to the fire. Thank God the fire was burning when I got here. Thank God somebody was preaching when I got here. Thank God folks were singing when I got here. Thank God there's heaven apostolic church when I got here. But I'm just not going to just sit and be a pew warmer and say thank God for a good preacher and thank God for good singing and thank God for a good church. But I'm going to do what I can to add something to the fire. Oh, yeah. Man, he's working. He's adding what he can. And it wasn't the ones that were warming their plump backsides by the fire. They weren't the ones that got attacked. The ones that just standing around saying, Whew, been a cold day. Whew, man, wish the rain would stop. But there's the one out there working, doing everything he could. Man, I'm going to add what I can. I'm going to do what I can. The viper came out of the heat and fastened on Paul's hand. On Paul's hand. I mean, that, that, that ain't supposed to happen. Not to Paul. And sure enough, all them folks just standing around. They always, they're not content just to stand around. They think everybody's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> and, and I, yep, look at that, Junior. He's he done something bad. I'm on to, I knew there was something wrong with him the moment I laid eyes on him. I never knew what it was. But now I know he done killed somebody. And the Lord got him back. Commentators. You know, commentators. The whole time. A running commentary on everything going on. My Lord, if I'm going to use that much energy, I'm going to just go ahead and use that energy to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do something constructive instead of destructive. Yeah, is this all right? Hey, you can be seated. Yeah, I notice. Let me get down here. Let me let me be a pew warmer. Can I be, can I be a pew? Oh, yeah, brother. Thought thought I'd sit here by you a while, just kind of inform you of what's been going on here. I knew you'd want to know. 
Hey, them boys running around the church. Yeah, so half of them don't even know what they're doing. They're too young and all that stuff going on. And You reckon they really call that worship? Oh, Lord. i tell you what. I, you know, I'm just worried about the direction. I'm just worried about the direction. You know, I, I'm just worried. I, it just concerns. I don't mean no trouble or nothing, and I, I ain't gonna cause no problems. But I, you know, just things concern me, and I, you know, seemed like, seemed like that preaching was kind of aiming at me the other night, and you know, he just kind. I guarantee you he's thinking about me. If he wasn't thinking about me, he is wanting to. And, and, and I, I tell you what, and you know what, seemed like he kind of struggled in his preaching a little bit here lately. Hadn't he? Now when he first started out, man, he is such a good little preacher. He was such a good little preacher. I just love him so much. But man, I don't know what's gotten wrong with him lately. He just ain't connected with me here lately. It just doesn't. It just hadn't connected with me. It just, you know, I, and I've been in the way for, for 25 years. I've been, I've been in the way for 25 years. I've heard some preaching now. I've, I've heard some pre. I've, I've heard the best there ever has been. I'm gonna tell you right now. And I'm gonna tell you what we need to do. We need to get off the sidelines. Cause anybody can be an armchair quarterback. Anybody can pick up the paper on Monday morning and decide what the team should have done or shouldn't have done and where the coach made a mistake. But I'm going to tell you, you want to know where the blessing is? Get in the middle of what God is doing. God's got great things for Life Tabernacle. God's got great things for Pastor Tony Spell. God's got great things in store for Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And you ought to be, want to be in the big middle of it. Oh, amen. And those of you that catch the pastor's vision and those of you that get excited uh, and you get enthused, uh, don't let somebody's disgruntled attitude pour cold water on your fire. Well, I may not ever be invited back, but don't you let somebody else sink their poison into you. Don't you let some old gossip and somebody who's a backbiter and somebody always slandering sink their venom into you. When you get affected by it and your feelings are brought down by it, you need to shake that thing off in the fire and say, I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to witness. I'm still excited. Come on, somebody. Come on, Life Tabernacle. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. I believe there's great days ahead. I believe there's blessings ahead. I believe that God... If 
you're sitting on the sidelines, you're missing out. If you're sitting on the sidelines, oh, there's so many blessings. If you just get in the middle of what God is doing and let him use you for his glory. I had a preacher friend told me recently he had this little boy in his church and the little boy kind of a high spirited little fella and his mother is too and they were on their way to town one day and the mother said uh, whatever his name Junior whatever said buckle up and so she turned around and looked and uh, he wasn't buckled up and so she said I said buckle up so there's about the town he turned around and looked and, and uh he still wasn't buckled up. She said, if you don't buckle up, I'm going to, whatever she told him she was going to do. And uh, he leaned up. He said, Mama, the devil is telling me to tell you to shut up and mind your own business. <laughs> but I just want you to know I ain't listening to the devil. Some of us have listened to the devil long enough. We've listened to doubt and unbelief long enough. We've listened to criticism long enough. We've listened to cynicism and fault finders long enough. Why don't we stand up and say, I'm still apostolic? Why don't we stand up and say, I still believe it like my pastor preaches? Why don't we stand up and say, I'm going to obey what's preached? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ahitub, the brother of Ichabod, is wearing the priest ephod a generation later. Passes it down to his son a generation later. And it is the son of Ahitub that is Ahimelech that is at the priestly city Nob that when David, the anointed of God, when he needs a refuge and he needs sustenance and he needs protection and he needs nourishment for his soldiers, he goes to Ahimelech. And Ahimelech said, I've got bread for you and I've also got a weapon for you. I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. Ichabod's got a brother. And there's something good that's growing. And something good developing. And if you just keep living for God, the dark days will pass. And the low times will go by. And you'll live to see the day that you'll be fed. You'll live to see the day. There'll be a weapon put in your hand. Amen. Ichabod was not the end of the story. Ichabod was not all there was to the house of the priesthood. There was a brother that grew up, amen, to put a sword in the hand of David. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. If you let yourself be fed... And if you'll let this man of God put a weapon in your hand and you'll stand up and fight. If you come 
And, and what this preacher's either doing, he's either feeding you, giving you strength, or he's putting a weapon in your hand to help you fight. <laughs> and Ahimelech, the son of Ahitu, if you put a weapon in the hand of David, and if you give him bread for him and his men, he'll bring the glory back. He'll bring the glory on in. Oh, hallelujah. How many wants the glory? I said we got to have the glory. We got to have the glory. We got to have the glory. We want the glory. There's some of you crying over what you lost. You went through a trial and you lost something. You went through a battle and you lost something. Amen. Maybe your kids have backslid. Maybe you went through problems in your health and you lost something. And you're crying over what you lost. But I'm going to tell you something. God is still moving. And if you let yourself be fed and you'll take the weapon that's put in your hand every Wednesday night, every Sunday, the glory's going to come. The glory is going to move. The glory is going to be in the house. Oh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. My, 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 I feel it here tonight. I feel it here tonight. I feel it here tonight. Come on. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Come on, I feel it tonight. I could preach more but I'm going to tell you, I'd rather have the glory of God in this house. Come on, sisters, tap in with me. Come on, brothers, tap in with me. Hallelujah. 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 Does anybody want to shake off the past tonight? Come on down here around this front. Come on, does anybody want to shake off unbelief tonight? Come on around this front. Amen. Does anybody want to shake off uh, something that's been hanging on? Uh, come on. Hallelujah. Let's respond. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Come on, brother. Get renewed. Get your, get your 